It's the middle of summer, and we've wrapped up our tour of summer camp. So what's next, you might ask? A road trip, of course. This week, we're hitting the road, and our first stop is a little movie from 1979 called Tours Trap. We watch it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What is up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We, uh, we watched a doozy. We did do watch this doozy today. A doozily do. Uh, doozily do. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to... Uh, it's actually made in... Let's do it like this. I'm going to rub your ass in the moonshine. Let's take it back to 79. Yes, thank you very much, ODB. Yes, we are taking it back to 1979 with the movie Tourist Trap. Tourist Trap. Thank you, ODB. R.I.P. ODB. So, yeah, back to 79, the year I was born, actually. So this was, uh, this is 36, almost 37 years old now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's an oldie moldy, like yeah. myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, it's an oldie movie. It was released on March tw- March sixteenth of nineteen seventy nine. Uh, it's a ninety minute runtime. Uh, the one the, the odd thing about this movie compared to almost every other horror movie we've done, uh, this one is actually only rated PG. PG. It's like um, baby's first horror movie. Yeah. Uh, and again, we can co- we might comment more on it at the end of the movie, but I think a lot of it had to do with one uh, PG thirteen. I don't think it had been. Yeah, it, was, yet. it had not been, been created yet. And uh, because, of, I guess, the fact that there's very little actual blood and there's no nudity. And no language. There's, like, yeah, right. there's like very... no harsh yeah, language. Yeah, so they, 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 that's based on that. No they... one says, fuck. Yeah. Uh, so I Shit. Guess that's kind of why they. Uh... Titties. <laughs> Nothing like that. No. So I guess that's why I got the PG, which uh, in the long run may have kind of buried this movie, made it harder and made it a little less successful. Um, I got one more. Dicks. All right. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Got it out? <laughs> <laughs> Bastard bitch. <laughs> Crap fat part. All right. <laughs> it was written, written by David Schmoller. Uh, it was directed by uh, J. Larry Carroll and David Schmoller as well. Uh, and producing it, one of the, the executive producer, one of the main producers on this was uh, Charles Band, who later went on to create the Full Moon uh, studio and right. pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... So you got some, uh, you know, some big, some names that came from this. And it's then, definitely a Hollywood movie. Yes, mm-hmm. um, low budget, but definitely, right. you know, people went in. And as far as the cast goes, there's some interesting cast people here. Maybe, maybe I'm going to say a lot of people our age or younger might not know who these people are, especially any any millennials. I would doubt it, but um, older people are going to know who these are. Uh, the, the main character or the main. Guy, Mr. Slauson, is played by Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors, I recognize him right away. I was like, holy shit, yes. that's the Virginian. Some people yeah. will recognize him, but I'm saying a lot of younger people won't. Um, he, the only reason I know that is because my grandpa used to watch that with me. Ex- yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah. Uh, Grand, 
he's was in a, he's at 135 credits to his name dating from 2001 all the way back to 1942. Jesus. Um, he did stuff like Airplane 2 for the more modern I stuff. I recognize him that, um, yeah. Soylent Green, which is a classic. Yep. And then just a ton of Westerns, some of the mm-hmm. most Famous ones, the Rifleman. The Rifleman, yeah, the, big, the TV series. Yeah. You can still catch that on like some of these old weird channels. You can still catch it in the mid-afternoon. Working at the hospital, there's a lot of old-timers watching Bonanza, the yeah. Rifleman, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so that's kind of like his big thing. Um, then we also have uh, John Van Ness. Ness. Uh, yeah, yeah. John Van Ness, he, four through credits. He was in The Postman, Always Rings Twice, The Natural, uh, The Hitcher, which is another um, 80s horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also... And then probably most famously, I, I would say, would be uh, Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts. Uh, plays Becky, 41 credits. She was in great, cheesy 80s movies like The Beastmaster, Sheena. Body Slam with Rowdy Piper. Body Slam. Yes. Uh, a View to a Kill. She was the Bond girl. Mm-hmm. And she was also the last of the Charlie's Angels. She was in Charlie's Angels. She, she, she was wasn't an angel. The, she wasn't original three, but I guess in the series they kind of brought her in as a fourth angel near the end. And of course, for the more re- modern, we times, need some new titties, guys. Get uh, yeah. get Tanya Roberts. <laughs> uh, she played Donna's mom in that '70s show. Yeah, and supposedly, uh, according to IMDb, Lania Quigley is credited or un- is listed as an uncredited, uncredited mannequin. But I'm yeah. suspicious because I don't remember seeing no anybody that looked at her at all in this movie. No. So I don't know. Um, and lastly, the music for this movie for <laughs> um, for some people, what is it? Big, Piano Diagio, Pino uh, Danagio, yeah, is an yeah. Italian guy, uh, big Italian composer. He's got over two hundred. He's got two hundred two composing credits. Um, he did the music for the original Carrie, the classic, mm. and then movies like Piranha, Dress to Kill, and the original Howling, along with just a shit ton like. Italian horror movies. Right. I wonder so, if you did any Lucio Fellucci movies. Probably. I just I didn't go through every yeah, yeah. two hundred, all two hundred of them to find out. So let's uh, jump into Tourist Trap. It's it's tourist time to uh, kick we... off our road our, our summer road trip now. And uh, here we go. Road trip. Road trip. So the movie we open with this character named Woody, and he's basically just rolling this tire down the side of a rural road on his way to a gas station. Uh, and we we it shows that his back of the at his car is this girl Eileen who's just sitting in a lawn chair underneath a, a, a white sheet. She has this like makeshift tarp because she's sitting there by herself. And I'm thinking, man, how fucking miserable was it? And I live we lived during this time when yeah. we didn't have fucking cell phones. You oh, break yeah. down the side of roads, you could be Fuxville. Yo, you totally. know, I mean, who knows how long you're gonna be gone? You know, Woody's out there doing God knows what. What yeah. if he gets? <laughs> You know, hit by something. She's could be sitting out there for days. I mean, oh, exactly. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, just so looking she... at that, I'm just like, man, oh. fuck that. <laughs> yeah. So she's they still have like this white sheet tied to the window, and then on some sticks to kind of give her like a like a little tent. And she's just sitting there chilling. And suddenly, like now, the rest of their friends pull up, like in the road trip companions. I guess they pull up in this old Volkswagen Jeep. And, which is the time where the, even the front windshield collapses down. Right. It's um, almost like a military style. It, it looks yeah. very military-esque. Um, and she basically tells him that they had flat tire and Woody went off the gas station to either to put air in his spare because they had to spare, put but air in his no spare air tire. In it. And then they show Woody again rolling a full ass yeah, tire. I, thank you. I was about to ask you because it looks like it's got plenty of air in Man, it to me like, if it's rolling along. It like looks that. fucking full to me, and if it's not all the way full up, it's full enough <laughs> yeah. that you can limp to uh, the next gas station. I was like, thank you, Jesus thank you. Christ. I thought I was like, I, I'm little, glad I was the only one who thought little that. Little air there. 
So yeah, we're at Woody. He's rolling. He rolls up to this old roadside diner, and the thing is clearly out of business and abandoned. But he goes in anyway, looking for help. I need service. I mean, it's it's clearly yeah, no one's there. No one's there at all. And so he heads up in his. He goes into this back room where he sees what looks like a woman underneath a blanket in the corner. And it turns out it's a mannequin that kind of springs up and starts laughing at yeah, him. Yeah, the so he comes in. He's like, "Ma'am, I need some help, ma'am." Pulls back the cover. Boosh! It's a mannequin laughing maniacally. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, well, that's fucking creepy. And I'd be like, all right, time to leave. He goes <laughs> to the door. Boom! Door yeah. closes. And, and then locks him in. All, the door locks behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the windows, like the, the, the just open and floor panel will start opening by itself and close and it closes again as soon as he tries to approach it. Stuff starts smashing through the windows. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a headless man, a mannequin comes through the window. The head falls off as soon as it hits the window. Starts laughing at him, opening its mouth. Yeah, the, the head turns. It's on the ground, and you see it turn, open its mouth, so and start laughing. So all this stuff is happening with no one else around. Exactly. It's, it's like the room is alive or possessed. Yeah, it's a perfect way of putting it. Uh, or something like, you know, you've seen like a poultry guy's movie or something. Right. Um, but I had to say, just know, if you're desperately looking for a way out, um, why not just go out the now broken window? That's exactly what I was thinking. Or just break the other window and climb through. Like, right. It's just a shitty glass window. Like, it's a thin old window. Just go out the window. It's already broken. <laughs> Move that fucking mannequin and go. Yeah, exactly. But he doesn't. Uh, so he opens, he finds another door, and he tries, he eventually he's able to open it, and another mannequin springs out of him, bobbing and cr- cackling like a... Like like a funhouse mannequin, yeah, like a like, funhouse spook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like Something you'd see like, like, a, like a, 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 an animated, like, haunted house... A uh, cheap tr- carnival scare. haunted house animatronic spook. Yeah. Yes. And it's, like, wiggling back and forth, laughing, yeah. you know, like this really annoying... <laughs> kind of yeah, like yeah, kind of like laugh. pretty much. And it's just going and going and going. He never stops. He's freaking out. He picks up this bar. He is able to bust a hole in the door to try and unlock it from the other side. Yes. Um... So and he he does he he breaks this hole in the door and he reaches his arm through I guess to try, maybe try to unlock it from the outside but something we never see what but something grabs his arm and just kind of holds him there in place and he doesn't he just goes let go C- come on man like <laughs> he doesn't seem too concerned no he really doesn't his level of panic is pretty low and tame to what. You right. should be in this situation. Shit's getting weird in this room. Yeah, <laughs> someone just grabbed his arm on the other side, and he's like, "Come on, man!" Yeah, and it's come like on. Somebody, it's like a little kid who's like, he's like, somebody's playing keep away with something. He's like, right. "Come on, man, just give he, it back." This is pretty, pretty okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, he seems a little annoyed, maybe a little worried, <laughs> but. Uh, so yeah, this is not when the the ca- this big standalone cabinet in the room that like, comes to life. The doors fly open, and all the contents of it just start. Flying out, a bunch of at, bottles, well, mostly, bottle, yeah. yeah, a lot of glass bottles. For, just for a some lot of reason. shit comes flying out. Tin cans. It's just missing them, smashing against the wall. And remember, he's pinned against the wall because someone's holding them on the other side. And the mannequins are still laughing and cackling throughout this whole thing. And like even this old uh, bayonet for some reason is in there for some reason. Like nearly, yeah, gets them. Like it misses by a few inches. And this pipe starts shaking on the floor, mm-hmm. lifts up, and whaboof! Everything goes silent. Goes right into his back. Yep. And pales him in the back. And he has his mouth open like he's screaming, but nothing's coming out. Just not even that. <laughs> and, and it kind of pans down. You see, like, the blood coming out of the hollow. Through the hollow end through of the, the pipe. Yeah. yeah. And falling onto the floor. Um, now, this. So there's Woody. He's, and there's, there's, there goes Woody. There's, he's done. Um, we go back to the rest of the group, and they're in the Jeep uh, driving now. They left the car on the road, and they pass the sign for Slauson's Lost Oasis. 
Western Museum, four miles. So, of course, they pull off and head towards it. They're like, eh, Woody's got to go there. Yeah. And so along the road, they spot a tire lying on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And Becky's like, oh, that has to be Woody's tire. I'm like, why wouldn't he have that's it with a bitch. Him? It, you could have a tire. It could be a lady. One, that could it be could be anybody's, anybody's tire. tire. And two, yeah, he, why would he just leave it there? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they see the sign, they spot the tire, but they just happen to fly right by this sign that says, Close to the public yes, with you. a giant fucking vulture. <laughs> yes. What? Yes. Huh? Like, that's not ominous or anything like that. It's huge. It's like, it's got its wings spread. It's looking around like, I'm going to eat yeah, tonight. Like they, they, they pull up and they happen to notice the t old tire in the right. tall grass right. that you barely like, see. But the big ass sign says, huge sign. the public with a vulture on. They just fly right giant by. Giant buzzard. <laughs> wings spread. Looking around. You know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I thought, thank you. I thought the same thing. Um, so they drive further down the road, and of course now the Jeep breaks down. Uh, and so the three girls, Eileen, Becky, and Molly, they just like, hey, we're going to – they they leave. They, they head off into the woods, which is a, always a genius move, <laughs> And while Jerry stays behind to try to fix it. Uh, but it's not too bad for the girls because they actually f come across a very – like a beautiful waterfall little landscape. little oasis, yeah. yeah it's it's with, pretty. Yeah. With like a little – with a pool of water underneath it mm -hmm. and like, – Waterfall. Nice, it's yeah. real nice. Um, so they decided to go, decide to go, skin, go skinny. Go skinny. Go skinny. Dipping. Yeah, they're just like, we didn't bring our bathing suit. It's funny because the bitch who says – Who's any, who needs a bathing it looks suit? Looks like she's wearing is wearing a fucking I, bathing I, suit. I, I don't know. She, it does look like a bathing suit, but well, maybe it, it's, it's a seventies. Yeah, it's a bodysuit or it's something. It's probably a bodysuit. Fucking close enough. Yeah, I say close mm. enough too. I, was, I thought the same thing. Like, it, it looks like a bathing suit, but like it's the seventies and people wore these weird like body suits back then. So I chalked it up to that. But yeah, but like I said, but still, same thing. Good for her. Um, good but, for her. Yeah. Good for her. Good for, but sadly, like I said, we earlier just mentioned, we, we don't see any tits or ass. There's no nudity in this movie. No. And um, these are pretty hot. Yeah, I look at Eileen and, and, and Becky. Well, Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts, Roberts. Roberts is Woo! smoking hot Woo! in this movie. Good Lord. Um, so the girls are swimming when this man in a tall cowboy hat carrying a dope barrel shotgun. <laughs> and right when I saw him, I was like, hey, it's the rifleman. <laughs> yeah. Comes out of the woods and he just starts talking to him. And this is Mr. Slauson who. The owner of the property played by Chuck Connors. And this is so f I don't know if it's just the time period or just the way they did this, but he just comes up, and they're a little concerned, but I'm thinking of three naked women I thought, trespassing. Thank you. I thought the same thing. And up comes strolling. Like, he's a big dude. You know, with a, with fucking, a fucking gun. <laughs> fucking shotgun. Yeah. Like, hello. And, you know, they're all naked. Yeah. And wouldn't you think they'd be a little more panicked? I and they just seemed like... Let's just cover our tits and talk to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't agree. Like I thought the exact same thing. That I, again, maybe it is just that era, that that time. It wasn't a big that people weren't going to freak out as much. But I, there were since I think like you saw kind of Molly and Tony Roberts very subtly play up like like they were kind of a little freaked out, but they're also trying to be very polite and not show it. So there was some subtleness in yeah, the performance. Yeah. But, or it's, I still agree with you. I thought there'd be more like, holy sh yeah, shit. Yeah, more concern. Yeah, like yeah. more concern. I, I agree with you. There was there was kind of that, that you know, it's pretty well done, I guess, when you approach it from that angle. Um. So, yeah, and at first, you know, Slauson comes out this really nice, old-timey guy. Um. He does warn about, you know, don't be here after uh, dark because the mo water moccasins come out. And he just, like, leaves him. He walks yeah, off. He, so he goes. He's, he's not... 
you know, he come, right when you see him, you think he's a creeper, but he's not coming off as creepy. It's his property, and yeah. he's just like, eh. He comes off as a nice yeah. guy, just cool guy. He's like, all right. He's all right. Yeah. Um, now, Jerry runs into the girls in the woods on the way back to the Jeep, and I did notice that for swimming in a water hole, they are completely dry. <laughs> all their clothes are dry. They are dry. Just. Yeah, just come on. It, maybe maybe old man Slauson gave him some blankets or yeah, he dropped towels, off some towels more that we didn't see. Um, yeah, and all the way back, the girls are joking about Slauson that they just met, and they they end up back in the jeep. But when they get back there, they find Mister Slauson is there waiting for them. He's already been right. there, and he offers to drive them back to his place where he can grab his tools and come back and help fix the jeep. So they take him up in the offer, and they pull up to the Lost Oasis Museum, which he says is going out of business. And he gives them, like, some sodas or some beers or something. He talks to them about his dead wife. And uh, this is where I first noticed that Slauson walks with a limp, a pretty yeah. big limp Very here. Pretty uh, noticeable limp. Yeah. Um, so the the room they're in has, like, the main room of this museum has this several mannequins yeah, all it's throughout it. Yeah, it's kind of like shitty roadside attraction. Yeah. Room, you know, um, it's a bunch of, again, more animatronic kind yeah, of let, stuff. Let, yeah, I, want, like, I, I was going to call maybe talk bring this up later but i'm bring it up now so i don't forget uh it keeps saying like he keeps saying over and over wax museum wax museum but there's they are not it's not a wax museum at all these things are mannequins to like animal trunks that you see in like cheap like the old like uh hall presidents at disney world ride or right. or something you see like a chucky e. cheat or the old showbiz like pizza. we were saying before like just kind of like maybe like a fun house animatronic yeah like stuff. there's not they're not wax figures in the slightest, but they keep saying "wax museum" over and over again. Yeah, and he's he's they they are mannequins. They're clearly you know, mannequins, but they're but they're well done. So I don't know if wax was used anyway or anything. They're clearly, but like, they knows? all look like your mm-hmm. basic mannequin you'll see at any like department store in a window. A lot of them do. Yeah, like, all mm-hmm. like, yeah, pretty much all look like that. Um, so and again, this is supposed to be a Western museum, and none of the the there's only three mannequins in this entire museum <laughs> in the entire movie that are dressed somewhat like something from the old west and one of them i barely say old west because it's a confederate, confederate soldier, soldier. <laughs> it's not really western there's one so um they didn't do a very good job of like sticking with the theme of the kind of lost west. The theme it's a whole bunch of women and you know mostly like, women yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of <laughs> like modern clothing yeah modern for the 70s yeah exactly for 70s um so uh, elaine comments on how lifelike they are and Slauson tells her that her brother made them and that he has since been hired away from here and is out making dummies for, like, wax museums out yeah. in L.A. or something yeah. like that. And he goes over to this little control panel, turns on, these lights pop up, and it shows and he shows them this animatronic mannequin dressed like the uh, Confederate, Confederate officer. And it, it animates and it goes through the, the motions of picking up, loading a gun, and shooting its rifle and then putting it back down. And it goes through its whole routine, and then he shuts it back off. Um, so Elaine... Asks who lives. She sees this large white house out the window, like behind the building, and she's like, "Hey, who lives out there?" And Slaughter says, uh, uh, "He doesn't live there. He lives in the museum, and that Davy lives out there." Um, and she asks, "Who's Davy?" And he says, "Oh, Davy Crockett. Who else?" <laughs> and he just kind of jokes it off, lets it go. Yeah, at that. it's a little weird. Uh, so Slauson then tells the girls, "Hey, guard the place while Jerry and myself." We'll go fix the uh, Jeep, and we'll be back. Don't go in that house. Yeah, and he also says the phone doesn't work because he has no one to call. And, again, warns him not to go outside because uh, he has trouble with coyotes. That's mm-hmm. that's the, uh, the that's cover. That's the excuse. The yeah. excuse. Um, 
As soon as the men leave, Eileen says, fuck it. She heads out to go check out the house. She's yeah. Like, she's, not even 10 seconds go by. She's yep. gone. It's like, as soon as it leaves, it's like, I'm going to go check out that house. Yep. Even though they specifically told me not to, Bitch, I'm out of here. God damn it. So, That's you know rude. what? This all goes downhill for, because of Eileen, I think. Like, yeah, if you just, really think about it, if Eileen doesn't go check out that house, none of what follows would, might, have ha- just, might actually just happen. rude. Yeah. Just rude. <laughs> um, so... Uh, yeah, she enters the house and finds two mannequins dressed as, like, grandma, grandpa, sitting in the living room, knitting. They're just yeah, sitting there, like, kind of rocking a little bit. Yeah, the, yeah. the rocking chair is mm-hmm. moving. Um, and <clears throat> she hears a voice whisper from somewhere. Like whisper her name. Yeah. And thinking it might be Woody, she goes off looking for it to try to track it down. Again, the voice whispers her name as she enters another room. And this one is just filled with nothing but female mannequins. And, again, all dressed like modern for 70s modern clothing and the eyes of one of the mannequins start moving and follows Eileen as she wanders around the room and for some reason she decides to play dress up because she finds a red scarf like an ascot yeah, yeah it's like a red scarf she puts it around her neck and then she starts primping herself in the mirror yeah she's just like mm, yeah no, no, no. yeah she, so she I'm, this is mine now this is mine. Yeah, exactly <laughs> taking this and so now all the man, all the other mannequins eyes start moving and start looking at she's her she's not noticing it she's yeah. way too involved Which I can understand stuff. that yeah, you mm-hmm. they're moving so slowly and slowly and it's dark I don't think you'd notice it anyway yeah um now, we do see someone move into the doorway behind her in the mirror, and suddenly the mirror just shatters, shatters. Just, just breaks out of nowhere. Nothing hits it, it no. just boom. Yeah, exactly, just shatters. And Eileen spins around to see someone dressed in a large black coat and wearing what I guess is supposed to be a mannequin face or a mask. It's like a mannequin face mask. Yeah. So it's like... But it looks almost more like a ventriloquist dummy yes, face. Yeah, it kind of... That's a very good description. That's, that's just about perfect. It almost looks like... Like you just said, ventriloquist, ventriloquist face, yeah. mask, but the eyes are blacked out. So the eyes are black. Yeah. And you can't see the person's eyes, and you can just see the mouth kind of moving up and down. Exactly. It's really weird looking. It is. It's, it's very weird looking. Um, so, um, it's not really and the per- no, it's, not, it's just odd. For odd. Yeah. And we also noticed that the, this person's wearing Woody's white Gilligan hat. And I yeah. just say Gilligan because it looks like that it Gilligan. Does. Yeah, from exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Using, at this point, what now seems to be, like, telekinetics, uh, the masked person flings, starts flinging objects around the room, and he moves this chair yeah. up behind Eileen. She tries to her. run. She just stops in her tracks. I don't know if he, like, got a hell of, He's like a fucked up Professor X. Yeah. He's throwing stuff around, keeping her pinned. And he, yeah, like, that's a weird thing. Like, she just kind of stops. Like, I guess maybe she either, either yeah, I didn't think about maybe... I thought, okay, she's frozen fear. It's just this shitty movie making. But or, yeah, I think I it, but I it may think, be a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I never thought about the fact that he may have, may have made her stop. But you don't see that. And you, you never see him use it on people throughout the rest of the movie. Well, there's and, a point later on. Yeah, we'll, we'll come to it. Yeah, okay. But so, anyway, the chair comes in. She's sitting in the chair, and she's sitting just stone cold, scared, staring yeah. at him. And the ascot comes up on both sides, and the mannequins are kind of moving back and forth, and going, ah. And it's, of course, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> but you'll hear that noise a lot from me just yeah. during this movie. Um, ah. Yeah, and again, glass. Th- this movie loves to break glass bottles because there are yeah. bottles just flying on the room, breaking everywhere. And the ascot starts to tighten on her neck. Yeah. And she's, and that's it. She and then we cut away. And she strangled. She strangled to death by this ma- the the scarf death. And we scarf of death. The scarf of the death. Scarf of death. 
<laughs> and we, yeah, cuts away to Becky and Molly back in the museum. Um, the two of them find this female model displayed in like this lit up alcove. Um, it almost looks like something like you would see in like a church, almost like a, like where you see like a Virgin Mary in this alcove and candle. Right. It kind of looks like that. Um, and they comment on how lifelike it is and how pretty this one is. And they touch it, they, and so they. Oh, it feels su- like flesh. Yeah, surprise! It's not like a hard wooden mannequin. It's it's a little more. So th- technically, I guess this is maybe supposed to be the wax part, but it's still more just latexy rubber, really. right? Or, or could be preserved dead body. Yeah. That's kind of what I got. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> Becky thinks it's some kind of special rubber. Oh, she and plays it off. And in comes Slauson, tells the girl that he let Jerry take his truck into town. So that because they couldn't fix the Jeep and he starts talking about uh, that Becky needs to be a good wife to Jerry, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, and this leads him to start talking about his wife then. And we, she says, oh, she died of cancer. Yeah, OK, we arms. get it, man. You're mopey. Your wife died. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is kind of a long scene. It's like, yeah, it let's does wrap it up. You know, your um, wife died. You're sad. Basically, you're it comes to point, eventually he knows that Eileen's missing and he gets a little upset. And he goes off to find her. Um, and he, so we're back at the house and he, he Sloshin comes in and he's calling out for Davey, like Davey, Davey, where you are, and not hearing anything. He enters one of the other rooms and finds Eileen dead in the chair. And she, now she's either wearing a mannequin mask or has been turned into a mannequin. Yeah. Is this, if it's a mannequin, it's one of the exact same clothes, same hair, the scarf's still there. But again, her face now looks and like it's got that weird ventriloquist mask kind of yeah. thing on. It's sort of mannequin esque. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got that same mask that the, the evil, killer. Yeah, basically the killer, the killer has. Yeah. Um. So, meanwhile, the girls back in the museum, they're looking through one of Slauson's photo albums, and they find a picture of his wife and realize it looks just like the mannequin in the alcove. Um. Slauson comes back into the museum now, tells them. That, Again about this stuff, yeah. You know, and he's like the whole. And he's like the whole point of the Wax Museum is to remember the past or some crap like that. And it's easy for him to remember his wife this way. Um, and he tells the girls that he didn't find Eileen; that she probably went back to the jeep. And so he says, like, you know what? Let's go back to jeep. We'll look for her, and he leaves. So right off the bat, Slauson's shady. Yeah, we now he's seeing he's shady. Shady Slauson. Shady Slauson. Shady. Is it Schlossen? Schlossen. Uh, S-L-A-U-S-E-N. Schlossen. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so Shit. As soon as he leaves, Molly and Becky grab flashlights, and they too head out. Yeah, again. Again, he's just like, stick around. Stay here, girls. I'm going to go, you know, go more looking around. And they're just like, all right, see ya. All right, now he's gone. Let's go dig through his shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> they leave. And- <laughs> Tony Roberts, you bitch. God damn it. Uh, so now they're, they have flashlights. They head out. And Molly, she does voice concerns about leaving. She's like, no, we should stay. This is a mistake. Uh, but, of course, they go. And they they and they get to the house. And they see a light on in one of the upstairs rooms. And they also hear Elaine giggling, and which has got to be the loudest giggle <laughs> ever for them to be able to hear it way outside. That's a loud giggle. See, I know. I get like, <laughs> and she, they're like, but amplified. Yeah. But loud giggle. Jesus Christ. There's no way you'd hear that from where they're standing. But regardless, they think that she's in there fooling around with Woody. So how long, how loud does it have to be to be converted from a giggle to a laugh? Hmm. Maybe well, there's a question we'll never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, a giggle, 
<laughs> or, yeah. See, that's a that's giggle. A giggle. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's not a giggle. That's a laugh. It, it's... Yeah, but how loud can you one giggle? How, want, that's, how want, loud can one giggle? Because you can laugh pretty loud. But, but, I guess it's the style, like more like the style. Like, I mean, you always see like the you know the, the stereotypical cliche of Japanese girl going, yeah, yeah, giggling. They can. That's a louder. louder I wish you could giggle. have seen it, Marshall. Did the hands on the face and everything. He was adorable. Um. Anyway. So all right. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So um, Becky decides uh, she wants to climb up the terrace and scare the two of them. And Miles like, no, we just need to head back to the museum. Becky calls her a chicken. Says, fuck it. She doesn't really say, fuck, there's a little yeah. curse in this movie. And she just starts to climb up. And she scales the scaffolding yeah. pretty well. Um, Molly turns back and... Or the lattice. She, like, turns back to watch as Molly, Becky climbs up into the open window. Molly walks back to the uh, museum. Inside, uh, Becky enters this dark room, again, filled with mannequins. And she keeps, like, Eileen, Woody, I know you're in here. Where you guys at? Blah, blah, blah. And... Yeah, she's clowning. She's shining the light on her face, acting spooky, like, ooh. Yeah, and I know this is, again, this might be a very small nitpicky thing, but it kind of bothered me that she thinks that they're in this room because when they're outside, they could, oh, look, they're in that room. The light's turned on. The room she climbs into is it's completely dark. dark. Yeah. And so why would she And so why would she just not go straight to the room that had the lights on it looking for him, but she doesn't? So it just, it, the logic there, it just didn't make any sense. It, I, I didn't like it. And so she's looking around this room, and she's starting to become more frightened now. And we see the killer in the mannequin mask emerge from the shadows behind her. Becky hears a whispered voice say her name and walks off looking for the source. Becky. Yeah. And she enters this other room to find Eileen's mannequin, or Eileen, whoever, sitting in the chair with her back to her now. Mm -hmm. And Becky approaches it and spins the chair around. Once she does, the Eileen mannequin springs the life. life. Its arms, arms reach lur- out. Yeah, arms lurch out towards Becky. Now, again, I'm like, is this supposed to be the killer dress that is Eileen mannequin? Is Eileen alive? As, yeah, but. What's going on? If it's supposed to be the killer, we just saw the killer right. behind her, and now she's inside, or is the killer controlling the mannequin? I, it's really confusing. I totally what's agree. fucking going yeah. on. Um. Becky runs away, but the door slams shut and locks like we've seen like three or four times so already the now. The room starts to come alive again. Yeah, and yeah. all the doors shut, slam, bolted closed. She struggles to open one of the doors. Finally, it opens. Manages to open the door. And it's like the gag of like a messy closet where you open the door and nothing but like toys and balls and boxes fall on top of you. Only instead, it's mannequins. It's all mannequins just spilling out on her. Just, it's comical. Yeah, it's like it's a dozen mannequins more, fall out of this. It's just dozens and dozens of mannequins just pouring out of this door, falling on her. And she's like, ah, she's getting buried under these mannequins. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's buried underneath them. And the killer walks and knees, kneels down over her, touches her face. Um, she is able to grab a mannequin hand this morning and hit him over the head with it. Knocking him, you know, and, knocking him goofy for a minute. And it, I don't know about it for you, but for me, for basically from he, most almost every scene that takes place from here on out, this movie is really, really dark. Like the lighting is bad. Yeah, like yeah, it gets, yeah. there's some things that are very hard to see what's it's happening. Candle lit. Yeah, yeah. Like, which I guess if you're going for that atmosphere, fine. But, but it's, like, it's, on it film, it doesn't translate. It doesn't work for film. No, because yeah. maybe like digital age now, but on these old grain mm-hmm. films, you cannot see what's happening most of this time. Um, so Becky manages to squirm out from underneath the mannequins, but as soon as she does, all the other mannequins in the room begin to move and sway back and forth and while they're is, mowing, and this, moaning and sighing all like they're of, having an now, orgasm. Yes, 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 yes. They're all topless female mannequins, and their mouths are open and going, ah, 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 
and just that's the same sound over oh, and over. Yeah. And then again, one, two, three. They all just start yes, falling like dominoes. All, buried again. It's just, just getting orgy raped by these <laughs> horny mannequins. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's come flopping it's down. And I'm like, bonkers, oh, man. Jesus. It's so, um, again, now we cut to this goddamn. It's uh, we cut to somewhere. It's so goddamn dark. I can't tell what's, what I'm looking at. All I hear is breathing and water dripping. Finally, a light comes on to reveal some woman, this totally new woman, strapped to a table in the basement. The door creaks open, and Davey walks down the stairs carrying an unconscious Becky in his arms. Davey is the killer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, and he says to the girl, I brought you a visitor. You're so pretty. Why don't you like me? And then he just heads back upstairs. Why don't you like me? Yeah, he, he talks. Yeah, he talks like this the whole time. Yeah, it, it's one. It's like one step away from somebody with a voice box. He's very monotone. Doesn't go up and down in his inflection. Yeah, that's Pretty a girls. great impersonation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he hands back to and now it turns out that we also find out that Jerry is tied up in the yeah. basement too. So. Kind of going back to what you said, if it wasn't for Eileen. Eileen. Have, but now, I mean, Jerry, looks like Jerry's fucked from the beginning. So it looks like this may have been we know his whole catalyst. know that. Yeah, but, you know, why the fuck is Jerry there? Well, here's my theory. Okay. Again, Eileen fucks it all up from the beginning by going out. Because I'm going to say, originally, let's say, you know, Slauson grabs his tools, goes help. Jerry to fix it, and maybe, no, maybe they really are. So they are buddy the buddy, just helping. Each and other then out. when he he comes back and finds Eileen's gone, that's what seems like fuck. And then he when he finds you know once that happens, and then he goes he says because he does say yeah, I'm gonna well, go back and you know look for Eileen at the Jeep. That's where Jerry could have been snatched. Or, or something yeah, you're like that. right. It could have so happened. I they, still think Eileen fucks everybody in this movie. Blaming the woman. Blaming the woman. Typical man. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, the other girl now on the on the on the table speaks up, and she tells them that he's going to kill them all. And she she explains that she was caught by him while stopping at a gas station along the highway. She never even saw him coming. And while she's talking, Jerry is trying to use his teeth to like cut through his ropes or like, undo the that teeny tiny twine like yeah, rope twine that he's tied up with. Yeah. I mean, come on, Jerry. <laughs> So elsewhere, we watch... You should be able to get to that pretty quick, man. You would think so. Yeah. Uh, we watch Davey as he applies... Unless make... he's got soft teeth. I don't know. <laughs> soft teeth. <laughs> uh, yeah, we see Davey sitting in front of a mirror, like, applying, like, makeup to the mask or the face yeah, he's, he's wearing. Yeah, he's, he's, he's dressing himself up. So, this, again, now we're getting, like, very, like, Leatherface Chainsaw Massacre-ish with yeah. this stuff. Um, and he's he's mumbling to himself like "Hurry up, or your brother's gonna find you," or something like crap like that. And he puts on a top hat. He's got a tux on. Yeah, he, he's, got, he's, he's got, got a, a tux. tux. He's got a full tux. Puts on a top puts hat. Puts on a top hat. Picks with, up like a silver tray and with heads drinks back on in, it. Yeah. yeah, and heads back down to the basement. And We're in the basement, have a party. Yeah, and now <laughs> I kind of see it a little better in the basement scene here. And we notice that there's like just mannequin parts hanging from the ceiling and heads just lying the wall. Um, he tells his captives that they're going to have a party. Yeah. And he pours, I guess, some water or tea or whatever it is into a glass some and tells drink. Becky to drink it. Um, she He offers the same, same thing to the girl on the table. She refuses it. So he drinks it and then just gets pissed off and breaks the glass on the floor and tells her it doesn't matter. The party's over. So, yeah. God damn, that's one hell of a short party. <laughs> that was a quick party, that's man. That's like, woo, we're going to have a party. I'm having one later, drink. Party's over. <laughs> Once you break a glass at a party, party's over. <laughs> yeah. There's no better exit than that. 
So slam that brew and smash that glass. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so Davy says to her, "Again, you're so pretty. It's a shame that you have to die." And this gets now it gets really kind of fucking dark. He straps her head down, and, and again he says to her, uh, "It will be pretty, but it won't be easy. You'll die of fright." And with that, he begins to cover her face in plaster. And while he applies it, he, he's, he's talking to he's her the whole time. He's describing everything that's happening yeah. to her. Like, the blaster's starting to dry. Yeah, he's, you know, I, I, yeah he says, it yeah. feels good, doesn't it? Nice and cool. The funny thing about the plaster is that when it starts to dry, it heats up and burns the skin. Which, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> um, I don't really want to find out. Um, Jerry again, Jerry's continuing to try to chew through his ties. And David just keeps talking to the girl. And more and more plastic going on first. And he says, you'll panic as I seal your lips. Now your eyes. Oh, your face is burning now. The plaster is getting tight. Your world is dark. You'll never see again. It's getting hard to breathe, isn't it? I'm going to seal the last openings. You won't be able to breathe, but you won't suffocate. Your heart will burst from fright before you lose consciousness. Your heart will burst from fright. fright. <laughs> hmm. Um... And That's the first. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, you know, <laughs> I guess you technically you would have a heart attack from that, from fright. I mean, people would say they, you know, died of fright, which I guess is really just be a old, heart attack. Yeah, yeah, basically just having a heart attack. So I guess it's a young, possible. healthy last, though. Yeah, but I mean, in that situation, if you're, I don't know, I'm not, I'm going to say no, but. Well, hey, we'll go with it. Yeah. All right. Heart blowing up. Yeah. So she, the girl, she, her body starts trembling, and we hear her heart pumping faster and faster. And she gives one last convulsion, and she just goes she dies. She goes, yeah. Um, Limp as a bone fish. <laughs> and after, That's from Lord of the Rings. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> after she dies, Davy says, now she's one of us. Um, I just want to say that scene, that whole plastic scene, was the one scene in this movie that I was like, that actually. I felt something I reacted to. Like, I was like, God, that's fucking terrifying. Now, I... Again, just put myself in that situation. Like, this would be awful way to die. Like, it's just... And, I mean, not just for the girl that's having to, but if you also, if you the two have to sit there and watch this... Sure. And watch it happen, and then think, like, oh, my God, this is going to happen to me. Like, it's kind of fucking dark. And like, I, that, I, I, I agree with you. one scene that got I me. agree with you. However, I think it could have been done better. I mean, there was... The girl on the floor wasn't doing anything, just watching silently, captivated. I'm not Davy, or not Davy, but the guy Jerry, Jerry was tied up. I mean, I get it; he's trying to get loose. But the girl who's actually getting smeared on, you know, she wasn't really reacting too much. That, well, it, she's completely, it, at it, the time she's it, she's strapped down. She it, it was really a good move. scene. It could have been. I just think it could have been done a little better. I'm not. I and won't deny that. Everything, everything's yeah. going to could be done better. But I'm just sure. saying for this whole what, mm-hmm. based on what this movie was and what we had to go with. This is a scene that made me actually feel something and feel like, God, that would be terrifying. Scary. Yes. It's the scariest moment of the movie. Yeah, I, I to me agree. it was. It was I will totally agree with that part. Yes, um, yes. And then the fact that he's talking, like, I'm, you're covering up your lips, mm-hmm. you can't breathe now, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, oh, Well, God. you had better delivery than he did, though. Because he talked like this the whole time. You know what that reminded me of? I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but it, there's that very, it was something very similar. It's not exactly the same, but it reminded me of some of the c- murder scenes in um, the Kenny Sills book tattoo from the convention. Oh yeah, it, yeah. There was very, very similar. Uh, uh, this this may be this uh, you know kind of the precursor to port torture horror or whatever, like your hostels. Yeah, or, it, I mean something like or that. Your could, saws or something like that. Maybe you know, a little, I mean, like, it could be very, could, very early evolution of it. Like the very sure, but you could see, you could definitely see 
there's inspiration from yeah, from, from, from scenes like this. That. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, I can understand that. Um, so back to the movie. Uh, Jerry does break free and attacks Davy. Yeah, they, too late. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girl. Uh, as soon as she dies, he breaks free. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they fire on the floor, but again, it's so dark, I can't really tell what's happening. All I see is that Jerry gets launched across the room and slams up against the brick wall. Like, flung, like yeah, a catapult. Like, God damn, Davy must have, like, Hulk-like strength to be able to send him flying across the room, because he's on his back. Like, yeah. he sends him across the room by, like... Flinging him from his back. Jerry's in, again, mixed martial arts in, like, the full mount position, which is a very dominant position. And he gets thrown, like, eight feet, like, six, eight feet across the room. Smashes against the wall. Um, So Davey gets up, grabs Jerry by the neck, and not only does he lift him up off the ground, but he lifts him several inches off the ground. And this... This is so slow motion. Yeah. This is such, like, shitty... This is, like... I, I don't know whose problem this was. It has to be the director's. But, I mean, the, when he throws it against the wall, he just, like, ugh, shakes it off. And, he, and then he's, like, w-, he's basically putting his hands up, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's talk about this. But it's, like, there's no sense of urgency. He's right next to the fucking stairway. Yeah, he could just be- run up the stairs. <laughs> but he's, like, wait, wait, whoa. Hold just got down. his arms up. And Davy slowly walks. There's a good, like, 30 seconds of time here where nothing's happening. Davy's or pardon me, Jerry's just got a hands up like, whoa, buddy. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, like, I'm just like, this is a joke. Uh, yeah, and I think at this point he starts strangling Jerry with, like, one hand he or something like that. He lifts him off the ground, which is bullshit. Yeah, oh, of course. You know how I feel about that, too. Um, we, now we go back to Molly, who's pacing around the museum, and she starts touching the wife man again, and even, like, drapes some of the clothing on the man, like, over herself. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Like, it's who girls. would do that? They're taking um, ascots and yeah, sneaking like, around so, and trying on clothes. It makes no sense. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah, weird. Um, now, again, it jumps right back to back in the basement. Davey is talking to her about some pretty girl that he kept here that his brother didn't know about. Um, I guess might have been the one he just killed with the plaster. I don't know. Um, and he also says some, some, some lines along the, I don't know, like the his brother's stupid. All he cares about is that museum of his. I hate him. One day I'll, I'm going to kill him. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so Jerry's alive. Jerry's just tied up. Yeah. They, they show him again. He's just, you know, he just grabbed him by the throat, lifted him up the ground. You think he's Fucksville. Nah, just tie him back up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and he does go and say that his brother's the one that makes him wear these masks because I'm better looking than he is, and he's afraid that his he was afraid that his wife would have left him uh, for me because that's why he makes me wear a mask. Uh, so, which is weird, like, why can't you, if, how can somebody make you wear a mask? Like, just take it off. Right. I mean, unless it's, like, the old, like, was, um, the man, the iron mask, like, the medieval times where they, they lock you Leo in the DiCaprio, mask. yeah. Uh, like, then I can see, like, okay, you're four, it's just, you're, lo- it's locked on, but just take it off. <laughs> uh, so... David just keeps talking. He goes into full, like, again, full Bond villain it's mode like, here. It's like, man, you are boring to listen to. Yeah, and he's talking about how no one comes out here anymore. No I'm one cares. No uh, <laughs> the gas station is the perfect place. That's where he said Tina met her. But, again, we didn't – it clearly wasn't a gas station he where he – bitching could, about where, his life. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. We all got well, problems. I don't know what gas station is because <laughs> when they took Woody – that was clearly a diner, not right. a gas station. Right. Well, it could have been a diner gas station. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, 
again, he demonstrates his telepathic powers by making some little object move, and he says it feels good to use it, that he shouldn't have to hide it, but sometimes it does scare him. So uh, now it's clearly been established that he has powers. Yes, now it's an established. So, I mean, we basically knew this, but, you know, nothing was ever confirmed, you know, but now it's, yep, he's yeah. got fucking superpowers. And he, yeah, and they never so, explained where it comes from or how he no, just has it. And, and so I'll, I'll let the, the throwing of Jerry to the side of go a little bit that may, may be power induced you know i you didn't know, think about that maybe it, it may be but if that's if he's got this power then why is it these people like even running from why, why he's just like you know what and like you basically like use the force like force push force pull and just like pull him to like he, again it's the thing is like you said it's just not we don't really know why or how yeah it works, I, so you know anyway during his old monologue davidson are painting like the plaster mold of tina's face and we go back to Molly, who's now outside again, wandering around and calling out for Eileen. She, too, now hears whispering of her name. Somebody whispering her name. Molly. And from out of nowhere, Davey pops up. Just out of, we just saw we him just in the basement. We just saw him in the basement. And now he's outside. He pops up holding a mannequin head in one hand. The head, the mannequin is, again, wearing Woody's hat. And Davey's wearing like, a female mannequin face with a blonde wig. And weird. He makes the head scream. The head's like, like oh, mouth open, and it makes this. It's, it's not his voice. No, either. it's not. It's a totally different type of voice. It's, it's, it's not even that. It's more like high pitch. Yeah, it's more feminine. So weird. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Molly, yeah, Molly's like, fuck. She turns yeah. and runs. So <laughs> of course, uh, and he goes after. So while he's chasing after. He makes the mannequin scream out her name. So, which again, that's kind of creepy. Like he's running, yeah. you see the head going, and the head's going, Molly, and, and Molly. He's, he's chasing. It's like pretty lady, yeah, pretty lady. Look at my friend. And he's yeah. like yelling that. Though I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it gets. This is really strange. He just goes, pretty lady, come back. Hold on, <laughs> look at my friend. It's yeah. like that's what he wants. What? <laughs> Uh, Molly comes she runs into a fence and she starts like feeling her way along and eventually she finds a spot where she can climb up over it and moves on Um, Davey throws the head at her over the fence it hits her and when it lands on the ground the the head rolls over to face her and again screams out her Uh, name yeah and she screams her name it's like Molly what the fuck (laughs) and she runs off again and this time she's running through the woods. A truck drives up behind her. Molly flags it down, gets in, and it's Slauson driving the truck. Ugh. And he's like, what happened? What happened? And they get in, get in, and, and he, they, they drive off together. Now, she tells Slauson that a man wearing a mask attacked her, and he slams on the brakes, saying, dear <laughs> God, that man was my brother. He just he slams on the brakes and goes, that's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> It's like he's pretty honest and open. Well, he's like, dear God, <laughs> yeah. that was my brother. Oh, that man's well, yeah. And Molly accuses him. He's like, hey, you knew about it. You're hiding him, aren't you? And so I was like, well, uh, he's never hurt anybody before, so I didn't have any. Re-. And he's like, we need to go to the po- get the police. And Sloss is like, nope. Uh, we need to. I'm going to bring him in myself. myself. We're going to bring yeah. him in myself. And, he's still, and now he starts driving off again. They have a plan to turn. Well, was- we're getting that, yeah. Okay. Um. So she, he does ask her what mask he was wearing, and she tells him it was a doll mask. And now Slauson tries to explain that away by saying, oh, he's trying to look like me because when I was a little boy, he always wanted to be like me. So now... There's this weird several live rivalry thing yeah, going on I here just, where they're like, I'm better looking. No, I'm better. What the fuck? Yeah. It was like, you know, the, Jesus, guys. Um, it's got some Madonna's complex going on here. <laughs> 
And so he's like, we're going to go back to the house. And you, this is what you're about to say. We're going to use the radio to lure to him lure in. lure him in because apparently He that's... can't resist the sound of a radio. He loves the radio. All we got to do is turn it on and he'll come running. <laughs> got to hear the ball game. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so Maya's adamant about like not wanting to go back there at all. Yeah, he's she's... like, I don't want to go there. No way. She's... It's actually pretty good. She's like, no. And yeah. I'm like, Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um, she's, that's exactly what I'd say. Like, absolutely not. Yeah, this is a horrible idea. But he he counters her no with saying that I don't want the cops to shoot him down like an animal. I want to know where he is when I get to police. You don't even have to come into the house. Fair enough. Yeah. So they pull up to the front of the house. She decides now she's scared and doesn't want to be alone, and so she gets out to go with them. He gives her the shotgun and goes inside. And she's staying outside holding the shotgun. It's not long before she starts getting scared. I mean, we're talking a few seconds go by. And she's like, Slauson! Mr. Slauson, where and, are but you? But you start hearing a whole bunch of animals howling in the background, a bunch of coyotes. Well, they do have coyote problems. Yeah. It starts to pick up. It's getting kind of tense. You don't hear him coming back. And all of a sudden, you hear the radio turn on. Radio like, comes on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. exactly. Here's yeah. radio. A mm-hmm. little bit relieved by that. Um, Davey now comes out from the darkness Molly screams for Mr. Slauson again. Davy starts slowly walking towards her. Finally, she pulls up the she holds up the gun, pulls the trigger, Boom. shooting Davy point blank range with a shotgun, right in the guts. Right in the guts. He gets right back up, and takes a few staggering steps towards Another her. Shot. Boom. Boom. Yeah, blast him again. Point blank range. Falls to the ground, but once again he gets up, and I'm like, holy shit. This guy's still alive after taking two, two point blank j- shots shotgun with a shotgun to the guts. This this is insane. Yeah. Good fuck. But I will say the movie answers that question for me, and it turns out Davy tells Molly, "You shot me with blanks." So I'm like, okay, the movie, I can, I'll buy that. All right, thanks, I, movie. I thank you, movie, yeah. for clearing that up because that was going to be inexcusable. Yeah. And he starts laughing a bit, but but not for very long. Not for because very long Molly because he's like blanks, huh? Whacks him over the head with a shotgun. Molly that motherfucker <laughs> in the head. Yeah, and shatters his face. Yeah, like, quite literally. Yeah, the face shatters his yeah, face. Yeah, the, the, the mask breaks, which I guess is supposed to be plastic, because the way it shatters or pours. And he removes the broken. Davy Davy removes the broken mask. The broken pieces off. Uh, to reveal that Davy is really Mister Slauson. Oh, oh! like. Didn't Come, see that coming. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But there, I, again, nineteen seventy. You know, yeah. This, this, this was my problem, though. Is that scene we we just went back to when she climbed over the fence? He chucked the head at her and goes Molly, and then all of a sudden he pulls up in the truck. Mm-hmm. How does he do that? Yeah, the 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 timing makes no yeah, sense. How he goes, was... how he changes clothes so quickly back and, and forth, in different areas, in different. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I I have a big problem with that we too. Got it, we got it. Totally agree. We'll talk about that later. Um, so Molly takes off running into the woods. She stops, looks around, realizes, realizing that she has no idea where she is or where to go. But she heads off again, screaming out for Jerry. Uh, again, she stops, looks around, but this time she thinks she hears footsteps. So what does she do? Why? She backs up into the lake or a pond or something until the water sure. is waist high. And she's looking back at the shoreline and into the woods when Slauson emerges from the water Comes like fucking Rambo <laughs> or a ninja or something. He should have a Bowie knife in his Yeah, teeth. like a, a red, the red headband with a Bowie knife. Right. He just, he just comes out of the water behind her. With this just, big old grin on his face. This crazy look. 
and he grabs her, and she turns. He like he doesn't grab her by the neck. He like just grabs her by the or face. She, he, or, 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 like the neck and the shoulder, something. He grabs her by the fucking cheeks. Yeah, she turns around the and then grabs her, and, and he, she just goes, she just sinks into the water. Yeah, like I literally put up a shoulder. He's no. Yeah, I, she, I guess she does, but yeah, it looks like he just lowers he her, just, lowers, like, lowers, lowers her, her under the water, under the water, like and then holds her there until we cut away. Yeah, I'm like what? What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to Becky, who's still tied up in the basement. Using her foot, she's able to slide a small knife or something over to Jerry, like a file or something. Yeah, who uses it to cut himself free. Now Slauson enters this dark room where Eileen's mannequin still sits. And he sets down this bowl of soup and says, let's oh, eat. Oh, oh, <laughs> God damn, this scene is so fucking weird. So all I know is that I think Molly's dead. Okay, so let's just, you know, we at still this point, people, Yeah, at this point you think she's, still people she's, tied she's been up. drowned. He just got rid of Molly. He goes upstairs, and there he's, he is an Eileen, and he comes in, and he's got soup and crackers. <laughs> And he sets down the tray, and he's talking to the mannequin like, hey, well, it's time to eat. You ready to eat? The mannequin kind of comes alive and looks well, over at him. He, he, she, the mannequin comes alive once he puts on a mask himself. Yeah, because he's, he's trying to talk to it, and he goes, oh, hold on. And he puts on the mask. And then the mannequin and then he like, starts talking like this. Yeah. And the mask comes alive, and or the pardon me, the mannequin comes alive. The Eileen mannequin is like, yes, let's have some food. And she's talking <laughs> yeah. like that. It is so weird. He starts feeding her soup. And shoving crackers in her face. And it's kind of falling over, but he, like, puts it back up. He doesn't have total. It's like he's got control yeah. of it, but not total control. Well, the it's funny so thing is, like, it's, it is really bizarre. But when he shoves crackers into her, the mannequin's mouth, the head falls off. And so says, oh, I have to fix that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, so what? weird. And the music that's going on is like, yeah, it's so bizarre. It's so now we go. We cut back to Molly. We find yeah, Molly's her, alive. We find her waking up in some bed where some woman is just who taking the, care of her. Huh? Wait, we don't know who, what <laughs> she's got. She she's got big brown bushy hair. Yeah. these giant seventies glasses and, she, and like wh- a turtleneck. Yeah, and, and she's she, like taking care of her. She's like wiping her head off with a towel, right. like patting her dry, and she gives her a drink of water. And Molly asks, hey, "Can you take me home?" And the woman says nothing and just kind of turns away from her at that point you never see this woman again no ever who is that i don't know what was that i don't fucking know that's so weird <laughs> i don't uh there's a brand new character i'm like okay who's this is it a sister is yeah. it someone else is there's a whole new family member is it another caught person who's like all of a sudden be like oh we're gonna live here you know there's a, it's interesting I'm yeah like, okay nope 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 <laughs> gone <laughs> Never see her again. <laughs> Mystery. Who? <laughs> Damn it. You sound like me right now. <laughs> no, I'm losing my shit now. You're usually the one going crazy. I know. <laughs> so we now we go back to Becky and Jerry. Jerry unties Becky and they head upstairs. Where they enter this long, dark hallway that's just lined with mannequins. It's, it's just mannequins all up yeah, and down this just, hall. just... Oodles of mannequins. And in an attached side room, we see Slauson sitting there, dressed in his mask, playing with dolls. Back in that room where the two old yeah, mannequins were. and he's were. Sur- grandma, surrounded grandpa. by grandma, grandpa mannequin. And Jerry he's manages... listening to the radio, playing on the floor. Yeah. yeah. And Jerry manages to sneak across the open doorway and get to the other side. But Slauson turn- thinks he hears some turns and heads out to the hallway to check. So we have Jerry on one side of the door. 
the hallway with with uh, 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 Becky still trapped on the yeah. other, and they basically what they do is, is, is press themselves flat up against the wall and try and to blend try and, in, try and blend in with the mannequin. lining of mannequins, yeah. which isn't a horrible no, idea. No, it's not. I mean, it's dark, and what else are you gonna do? You, that's pretty your best bet. Except at that for point. Jerry. I mean, it's all female mannequins. Although he does have kind of permy hair. Yeah, he had the same perm. But it's so dark, and there's mannequins sticking out, and I'll give him a slick break we'll, for that. But we'll let it slide. Jerry was close. He could have just turned and ran. He could have just booked it. Yeah, but he's still got Tanya Roberts to worry about. Yeah, I guess. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what you would have done. <laughs> Fuck off, Tanya. I'm out of here. <laughs> no. I don't care how hot you are. <laughs> No, that makes sense. She's the one that's supposed to be a good wife to Jerry, so I guess they're supposed to be the couple. Uh, so yeah. she, they would have stayed. Yeah. Um, so once Slauson looks around, doesn't see him. He goes back into the room. Jerry leaves his hiding spot and starts looking for a way out. He enters this much larger room and he goes from window to window looking for one that might be open or unlocked or something. But suddenly Fl- Slauson flings open these sliding double doors. He's Jerry spins around, sees Lawson, and just says, fuck it, and leaves yeah. just just through a glass window, crashing through it to the other side, and then lands up and runs. He lands yeah. on his feet. Well, because he, can't, he, he it's the front porch, he can't yeah. hits the railing, like the wooden but railing. It's, it's it's pretty impressive. He yeah. just like sees it, he's like, fuck this, <laughs> and jumps through. Like it was it was great. Yeah. I loved it. Slow motion. Yeah, slow motion smash it. Yeah. And yeah. uh so he takes off running. So you know what he did say, sorry, Becky. Yeah, sorry, Becky. <laughs> now I'm out of here. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Um so Slauson then climbs through the window after him. He takes a few steps towards the direction Jerry runs off and stops. Just stops and says, you can't get away from me. And now, while he's turned that way and he's facing the camera, behind him we see uh, Becky climbing out through that same window, and she takes off running the other, other direction. direction. So now Jerry and Becky have completely separated. Yeah, they go opposite directions. Slauson turns around time to see Becky running away and chooses to go after her. And he's dressed as Davies now. Yeah, he's Davies. back. He's still dressed. Yeah, he's back. He's, yeah, he's dressed as Davies. But then this is the same thing. So if he has tel- the Telconnect powers, it's just like... Stop, you know, or pull, you know, use it to pull her we, towards we, it. We just don't know what's going on. With so, her. so, um, Becky just runs for a bit and then just stops. She just stops and drops to the ground crying. I just, well, I don't know why she stops. She just does. She just can't take it anymore. But now we see Slauson dressed as Slauson limping up behind her. No, he comes from the front. He comes to the front of her. He doesn't come up behind her. That's the thing that bothers me again because we just, he, we've already established. Slosh and, and Davies are the same I thought, person. Again, it was dark. I thought the way she dropped to her knees. She dropped her I thought knees he came and he up came from behind out of the bushes her. in front of her with his, with his gun in his overalls. And he's just like, what happened to you? Oh, you poor girl. And like scoops her yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And because she, and she, she, she's, she's never like, seen, she doesn't know that he's, they, right. she doesn't I, know. I understand she, that, but yeah. we've already established that he is. How does he do this? Yeah. How exactly. does he do this? Uh, so yeah, so he's feigned concern for her picture. Yeah, like I said, he carries her off. And he takes her back to the museum where he lays her on a bed there. And he goes, he says he can go get a first aid kit. After a moment, Becky gets up, starts looking around. The, 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 <laughs> Again, just being nosy. Yeah. God damn. You're just having like a traumatic experience. Stop being nosy. <laughs> just get out of there. If this movie teaches you anything, people, don't be nosy. <laughs> <laughs> you get killed. Um, so the showroom lights up, like the main museum here lights up. And all the animatronic mannequins like light up. That and we start... were talking about before, the yeah. Confederate soldiers, and the Western ones. She, Becky yeah. sees Woody now, who's turned been turned into a mannequin himself. 
uh, lights come on showing Slauson sitting in like a rocking chair just laughing yeah. as these mannequins are lit up behind him. And the Confederate mannequin and the General Custard mannequin, they go, they turn on and they you know pick up their gun and they start shooting real, at bullets. real bullets this time at Becky. And uh, they just start bang, 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 bang. And There's Becky's like, shit's getting shot and blown yeah, up. Yeah, again, more over. glass bottles are getting Sloshin's shattered. Sloshin's laughing. She she runs off for cover as bullets just tear into the other mannequin parts behind her, just tearing over. Now I have a problem with this again. The general Custer has two six shooters, so he, I'll I'll give the you know twelve round. The the Confederate officer has the old like musket. That's like one round. Yet then you have to like do the whole like push the gunpowder down, stick it with the big... That's There's your... no way that thing is, like, refiring repeatedly. That's, that's your problem? Yes, that's my problem! That's, that's your problem with this? <laughs> one of them, yes! <laughs> that's a one-shot rifle! Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, so she takes cover as from the barrage of bullets zooming past her. Slauson's just sitting there laughing. Thinks it's hilarious. And now the... Indian mannequin comes alive and starts throwing tomahawks. Tomahawks at again. Her. This mannequin also has an endless supply of tomahawks he too. Like three or four. He of throws these. like three. I'm like, where is he getting these tomahawks? It's like spring into his hand, and finally he throws one. Well, Becky makes oh. a break for the door. Yeah, she's she, like, okay, I gotta go. She makes a break for the door, gets to the door, but as soon as she reaches it, she gets tomahawk in the back of the motherfucking head. That's right. is it the head. I thought it was the back. Uh, whatever. In the back. Yeah, all right. She gets... Yeah, I had she gets that great on. delivery. Just stick with me on Sorry, that you're right. Okay. I ruined it. <laughs> Regardless, tomahawked in the back. There you go. Head, neck, shoulders, and, whatever. Yeah, she slides but down she the wall. she kind of like reaches back for it. And then it, it gets quiet and silent. Again. And it shows Slauson, and he's just kind of... He almost looks like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, he she, almost looks like sad in a way. Well, the point... After she dies, like, as soon as she dies, this other random maggot, like, reaches... Like, tips his hat and bows... Like, it's so weird. Like, what? And so now we see Slauson, who's dressed as Davy again, enter the room where Molly's asleep on the bed. That woman is gone. Yeah, the woman is completely gone. Uh, he picks her up and carries her out of the room. And he lays her down at the feet of his wife's mannequin. So now he's back in the museum. Which, this is confusing because what is this? Cause we just saw Becky, Becky in the bed in the museum, but... Now, so unless there's a second room that there's two beds in this place, which because Becky just got killed there, yeah. Plus the fact, yeah, she her body should still be there, but you never see her body. No, it's never, and even Molly never see, like. See, but uh, did he have time to clean up? Because there was, like, there was, I guess he's got to go pick true. her up. I mean, that's I, possible. Technically, yeah. But again, we just don't. It's it's it gets confusing. Yeah, it does yeah. get confusing. Uh, so using his his powers, he slams the door shut, bolts it. Sits back down and removes his mask and wig, and he just sits there while and waits for Maya to wake up. He's just creepily staring. Yeah, at her. and eventually she does, and she gets, starts to crawl away. She's on the floor, she's crawling, and I don't think she even at this point even sees him sitting there watching her. But she's crawling away. The mannequins begin to move. They all turn to look right. at her, and one by one, around. And they, they're doing the sign. Some are sighing, and others are screaming. Mm-hmm. Um. Molly, at this point, Molly snaps, and she starts yelling, stop, stop, over and over again, and then she just collapses onto the ground. Slauson picks her up, saying it's time, and drags her to what used to be his brother's room and places her on a bed again, uh, and tells her that 
he tells her that the brother's dead now, and there's more lines he tells Maya about that she's not like the others. That there's something special about her and that he's going to take care of her. Um, and he, now he covers his face with a mask. He takes the death mask of his wife. Is it that That's one? what he said, yeah. Okay. And puts it on her face and starts making out with it. Yeah, he starts kissing like, Molly with the mask and on. kissing through it. It's <laughs> She's like, stop it, please. She's begging him to stop. So he, yeah, he does. He stops. He removes the mask and says to her, talk to me. Tell me you love me. You and have to tell me. Tell he's, me you love me over he, and over He looks again. fucking bonkers. Yeah. He looks real intense. And, of course, so my again, doing the right thing at this point, he says, I love you. I love yeah. you. And Slauson then starts rubbing his face up against hers. And, again, suddenly he just stops. And then starts backing away from her and tells her that he killed both of them. Molly grabs a doll and holds it tight. And I, Something again, I just have to mention that. God I'm sorry, but goddamn, if I was in that situation, a doll would be the last thing <laughs> I would ever want to hug, hold, or have anywhere near me. Right, right, right. But she right. holds it like a little girl like would hold a doll in bed. It's like, Jesus. So, yeah, he's going on about how he killed them both. That apparently... This meaning his they, wife and his, his brother. His brother was fucking his wife behind his back, yep. making him a cuckold. Yep. And he, he says, found out... Which, and then he says he has a legal right to kill both of them if the husband finds out the wife is cheating on him. Really? Are you living in Saudi Arabia? I think in Texas that was a law for no a long way. time. Oh, that's hilarious. It's one of those like, weird like laws people forget about until like, they go back. Like, holy shit, this is still, we have to change this? You have this? to dust off the old charter. Yeah. You know, be like, says here you can kill your your. You can I mean, kill a man if they're cheating on you with his wife. I won't say that. It's definitely like a, uh, like an Old West law or something like that. He I've was the rifleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he continues to say that after a while he misses, he missed her, and that led him to make the mannequin of her. And he starts crying now, saying, I didn't really want to kill them. And now we hear the sounds of a door trying to be opened. And off screen we hear this, uh, Jerry calling out for Molly. Slauson gets up. And they're both just watching the door. Yeah. Him slowly breaking in. Yeah, and Slauson, he gets up and just stands there, watches the door as Molly hops up off the bed. The door finally opens. Jerry rushes in. He's armed with a tomahawk. Is he armed? He's okay, armed I agree. One of those fucking tomahawks. I, I, again, it was so dark. Yeah. I can't tell. Um, Jerry tells Molly to come on, waves her over to him. Slauson still doesn't move. He just stands there watching. Just letting it happen. Yeah, and Molly slowly begins like, okay, just. Okay, I'm doing it. And he, All right, I'm he goes towards Jerry. She reaches him. Jerry kind of puts him, puts her behind him, and like stands and tells Slauson, "Game over. We're going home. Where are the other two? Slauson says he doesn't know what he's talking about. Molly tells <clears throat> Jerry, "Like kill him. Yeah, kill Molly's him, Jerry. Like, kill him." Uh, Jerry threatens Slauson, says, "I don't want to have to hurt you." But blah blah blah. Uh, with that, Slauson now begins laughing, just really laughing again. And he starts approaching the two of them again. Molly's like. Begging Jerry to kill, kill Slauson. Uh, Slauson laughs and says he couldn't, and he couldn't if he wanted to, if he really wanted to, and then reaches out and just pulls off Jerry's arm, revealing that it's a fucking mannequin, mannequin arm. arm. Huh? What? <laughs> and then he twists and removes Jerry's head pulls and his head off. throws it to the ground. And smashes it on the ground. Again, a mannequin type head. Yeah. Just smashes on I the mean, ground. I mean, it's just a lot of quick cut between obviously Jerry, yeah. obviously a mannequin, sure. obviously Jerry. And and once again, now all the other mannequins come to life as Slauson just laughs maniacally. Scoops up one of the mannequins 
and so starts, it's his wife's mannequin. And just starts dancing with yeah, him. Yeah. Molly drops to the ground screaming, this can't be happening, this can't be happening. She's freaking out. And he's like, like, oh, but it is Molly. <laughs> Look, they're all alive. And this is where he starts, yeah, he's dancing with his mannequin wife. They, they start showing the mannequins. They're coming alive. Yeah, they're walking around. We, we have all that more of that sign moaning is heard just throughout, from uh, here on out. Yeah. And while he's spinning, he's dancing with his wife, spinning in circles. And it would be, like, it would be almost like every time the mannequins would spin around, you'd see it would be like a real woman. And yeah. then it would turn right back into a mannequin, mannequin, real woman mannequin. Yeah, yeah. And then they'd flash around the room. You'd see different mannequins walking towards him. Yeah. Some look fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, he continues. And the, uh, 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 and there, one of the man is like a little child. Yeah. Like, which, where did that come from? <laughs> what does that mean? He murdered a child somewhere like, like I don't know. On. So Molly, while he's dancing, Molly reaches for an axe, which I don't know where the fuck that came. That from. could have been the tomahawk. I could have been no. The this hawk. was a full out yeah. axe because yeah. it had a full hand, yeah. like long yeah. handle. Yeah. And the mannequin starts screaming out, like, and, and warning, trying to warn someone as Molly drives the axe in the sloshin's neck. He stumbles around a bit trying to remove the axe, but finally... Everything goes silent. Yeah, he falls to the floor dead. Molly just screams, like... <laughs> Cut to, like, the rural roads where we see Molly driving the Jeep, which is suddenly, suddenly fixed. fixed. And instead of all of her friends in the car, she's filled it up with the mannequins Versions. of her friend. The and mannequin she And she's got this crazy. crazy grin on her face. She's driving down the road. Freeze frame, fade the black, roll credits. Woo! Okay, now some things I noticed during the credits: one, they change, they can't get the spelling of the Slauson's name right because in the movie and all the signs and all the museum signs and all that, it's spelled S L A U S E N. But in the credits, they they change the E to an O. Oh, S O N. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. And I also noticed that this is just a side note for you know people who might. Know this, but uh, the makeup in this movie was done by V. Neal. Uh, v. Neal is an Academy Award winning makeup artist, and she's gaining more notoriety and fame now because she's one of the judges on the sci fi hit show Face Off. Okay. She's, yeah. the, she's done stuff like uh, The Hunger Games and a lot of other big name movies. Um, so, yeah, I just I just noticed that when I was watching through the credits. Like, oh, hey, look at that. Right on. Uh, so, yeah, that, that, before we move on, is like this movie. Uh, what the what the fuck with Jerry? Like what? <laughs> like I know they want to do a twist, but again, how? It when? Why? Make huh? Any sense? No. When did he become a mannequin? When and again, they, how is how he walking? Happen? What's going on? And the mannequins are clearly look like man. None of the mannequins are so lifelike that my like, oh, it's really Jerry. No, it's like he came in to save her. Yeah. Like unless that slops and again trying to be like just an evil or sick could he bastard, just suddenly turn him into a mannequin. Yeah, like, you know like, what's happening? Does he have like Thanos Infinity Gauntlet power? Like, like you know what? Pow. You're now a mannequin. Now you're a mannequin. It's like now you're a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm hungry. You know like, what's going on? And if on? he did like, when did Jerry become a mannequin? And like again, if he has that, kind of, was Slauson controlling Jerry to come in and like give, give Molly a false this? sense yeah. of hope what? just to toy with her? And if they had that kind of power, again, why don't you just kill everybody instantaneously? It, He's bored? I <laughs> guess. It's what the fuck? So, all right. Uh, yeah, that's that's that. That's so, Tourist Trap. That is Tourist Trap. Time to go into uh, Favorite Kills. There can be only one. Favorite Kill. Uh, again, not many kills in this movie. It's one of the older ones where it's not a, not a very high death count at all. And are they kills? I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's going on? So, um, 
what given what we saw, what what's your favorite kill? Uh, I honestly, I liked the tomahawk to the back of the head, <laughs> uh, just because when she got axed or tomahawked, she kind of stopped and went, "Oh dang!" and like reached back. <laughs> she didn't have you say dang. I know she yeah. didn't say dang, but you can tell she's like. Fuck. Yeah, she's, I got, you see her yep, reaching back. That's, that's an X. Oh. <laughs> ah, shit. You know, it's like, she just was pulling I me. Mean, she didn't say a word, but it was just that type of nonverbal, like, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> then slowly slid the floor. All right. And all it right. was probably one of the more bloody kills, I guess, because there was a little splatter. Or yeah, there was, so, there was very, very low blood. So I guess Honestly, be, the bloody kill probably would have been woody when you see the blood run yeah, out the pipe. Yeah, but still, that was my favorite one. Uh, my favorite, I'm going with the teen, the girl on the table, yeah. the plaster to the face, because that one was just fucking dark, and f- that was, it was the scariest part of the movie. Yeah. So, uh, that, that was easily my favorite kill for this week. Uh, that brings us to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh. What is wrong with these guys? Uh, odds and ends are ratings this week. Uh, IMDb, 6.2 out of 10. So one of the higher higher ratings yeah, we've seen. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, for such an old movie, there's no thermometer score. Interesting. A- absolutely zero. And it only has a 48% audience score. And that's... Comp- that's pretty high. That's for a with, lot of the movies we do, that's pretty... It's right there, 50-50, uh, you know. And, but that's from 2,731 user votes or whatever and amazon 4.1 out of 5 wow so again amazon imdb higher range but no score in ron tomatoes which is really kind of surprising especially since the 19th like i only expected that was like a lot of this other newer modern independent movies we do that just like can't massacre didn't have one because it's sure, so new sure. and blood but this one's been around for a long time and it was a theatrical release so which is even weirder um well moving on to plot keywords there were 86 of them but they were all born. There's really nothing surprising. Yeah, I mean, the ones I've worked out were mannequin and non-existent actor and cast. Um, Lena, Lena Quigley? Is that what you're talking about? No, well, I could, but the thing with that is I was going to get this trivia I was covering now. Um, no, actually, trivia is next, so fuck it. Well, I'll leave that off with that one. Um, the non-existent actor in the cast is uh, a character a person by the name of Shalar Kobe, S-H-A-I-L-A-R. Uh, Kobe, and it turns out that's the name. I don't. I think it's probably verse, but the name of the director's son. Okay. Where there's first or middle, like if it's Kobe Shaler, Shaler Kobe. I don't know, <clears throat> but that's his name. Um, and he it's made up actor because, and he's credited as playing Davy in the opening credits to kind of throw off the audience from ah. they can't, so they think somebody else is playing Davy. So it's not. Okay. So he's not a real person. Swerve. Uh, yeah. Um. Moving on, the original script called for nudity, uh, but sh- uh, it says Schmoller, uh, the director, was too bashful and embarrassed to bring it up uh, with the girls and with Tiny Roberts and the other actors during the casting of the movie. And so when they got to the lake scene, when they skinny dipped, he's, he asked them, hey, would you be introduced? They all said, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, girl, I, I know I didn't say it before, but uh, could you, uh, could you uh, uh, take your clothes off, please? Yeah. yeah not a good time to bring exactly. it up, man. <laughs> yeah. That's not the way you do it. No. Jeez. Um, so, again, according to the director, he was startled when the film received a PG rating despite its disturbing subject matter. And he stated in the interview that he felt the film would have been more commercially successful if it had received the R rating like 
you know, Texas Chainsaw and Halloween and some of the other movies at the, around that time. Well, you should have juiced it up, big yeah, boy. Yeah, put a little more blood in there. Maybe if you would have said, gotten that nudie clause in the, during casting, yeah, yeah. you would have been good. We would have been money. If you weren't such a chicken shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got pussy. Pussy. Uh, ask the girls to get naked. What's wrong with yeah. that? They're getting paid. Uh, so, anyway, um, the mannequin who gives... Um, Okay, so it's here. According to this, it's saying that woman we were wondering what so who the fuck that yeah. woman was. According to this, it's saying that was a mannequin. It was a woman. It was clearly, clearly a woman. A young woman. Yeah, it was clearly a woman. Um, but according to this, it was a mannequin, and that the woman who played it because it's clearly a woman. The actress was um, Shomer's then wife. So it was the wife of the director at the time. And originally, there were supposed to be two lines for that character. But they had him edited out during post production, and she's according to this, she never forgave him for it, deleting her lines. <laughs> the lines would be, "Hi, I'm a mannequin." Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> just to clarify, I'm a mannequin. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that'd have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a mannequin. Um, according to uh, it was Chuck Connors' idea to distinguish between Sloshin and Plasterface or Davy by having Sloshin walk with a limp, which um, was his. So we commented on that. Yeah. Um, Jocelyn Jones, who is the one who played Molly, was a classically trained actress, whereas Chuck Connors was self-taught. So during filming, Fuck yeah, he was self-taught. Connors would often ask Shulmer why Jones would have to go through all these various routines and exercises before filming scenes because he's like, "What the fuck is she doing?" Um, of course, uh, a rifleman. John Van Ness, uh, Jerry did his own stunts for jumping through that window. That was he did that himself. Pretty sweet. This whole movie was shot in twenty-four days, so not very long. That was pretty quick. Uh, according to information I found, uh, Pino Donaggio's fee for composing the movie was one-sixth of the total budget. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That um, music was fucking weird. Yeah. Throw the Massacre was called Davy. The cast and crew dubbed him Plasterface, which we just mentioned. Um, this movie, Torture, was actually based on director Schomer's senior film project at film school. Um, I were. Erwin Yablins reportedly hated Pino Donaggio's score of the film as Yablins wanted another synthesized score in the same tradition and along the lines of John Carpenter's Halloween at the time. Yeah. Um, the opening sequence in the, with the items flying out of the cabinet was filmed with the cabinet nailed to the ceiling and the crew were on top of that flinging items straight down. Uh, so when it's shown in the film, it gives the illusion that the items are flying straight so, out. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was even thinking about that. I was like... I. I I, I bet that's how, that's exactly what I thought they were doing. I was like, I bet that's on the ceiling or something. Because you can tell like the way it, it looks it coming right look, out. Yeah, it yeah. looks odd the There's, way it's coming it's, out. It's, it's, I mean, it's an, it's a it's a good effect. Yeah, for it's the time, not a bad no. effect. No, it's very similar to like the lines mm-hmm. of uh, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street where they had the ro- rotating the whole room was built right. to rotate and everything mm-hmm. was nailed down. Mm-hmm. Um, the plaster used in that death scene I like so much was actually dough. Which makes sense, and look, it looks like dough when yeah, it's a it plaster. I mean, it's not, cl- like, it's not yeah. like a plaster. It's real thick. Yeah, I mean, you can just roll that shit out, and make some bagels. Yeah, or like um, I was like, man, I look. I remember the time where we're at a pizza place. It was like, <laughs> make slap a pizza, slap again. out a pizza, yeah. you know? spin it in the air a bit time, do there a little trick, um, and plaster. Connor's parents in the movie were actually played by Shulmere's parents, which I don't get that one, and I'm calling bullshit because if they're supposed to be the the, the old people, the, they were clearly mannequins. They never moved. They didn't speak. Um, and if they did speak, it's voiceover. Unless did the, they have makeup on? I mean, it's they, maybe they were painted to because look like his parents. Those but, animatronics, I think, were people. The way they moved, they were so smooth and fluid, and the way they did it. Some of they, them were. Like, I mean, some, they, like are, they were just people who could do the robot really good. There were the, in the credits. There's people mm-hmm. that are listed as as mimes or mannequins. Mm-hmm. So some of the mannequins that were were people, but the the 
grandparents or the parents and the, they just sat there and those were clearly mannequins they didn't move maybe it's the voices that's there, were, there were distinct voices yeah um robin sherwood uh eileen she's her, provided the heart-shaped glasses herself because she thought it fit her character um the film house of wax from 2005 uh of course shares similar plot points despite the latter being a remake of the 1953 house of wax which yeah. With Vincent Price. Yeah, which, yeah. yeah, I don't know why that was even listed there. Yeah, it's kind of um, So, that, yeah, that's basically, that's what I got for trivia for this week. Um, coming to the budget, even though I said, uh, from the information I found that, that the composer's fee was one-sixth of the budget, that's all I got. I could not find budget information. We have not had a budget game I've been, in a long time. I've been striking, I've been in a slump with the budget. I've been striking out. Um, you know I, what? I needed some time to dust off my shit anyway. Yeah, so. you, <laughs> uh, which is kind of disappointing because I, I shake it off, shake it off, shake, shake it off. Shake. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I get disappointed. I, I was surprised, really surprised by this one. Again, yeah, being yeah. that it was a theatrical release, mm-hmm. I thought I could dig up information on it. Well-known actors and actresses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Especially for the time. Yeah, sure. exactly. But no, every, everywhere I looked, I, I could not, could not find it. But we do have lots of five-star reviews. So with that, let's go into five-star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. Oh boy. <laughs> um, there were ten pages of five star reviews for this movie. Jesus squeeze. Yeah, uh, I wrote down a few. Some are short, some are a little longer, and I, I, some of them I again I edited down. Um, from K. Reed. I can't wait to show this to someone who's a bit creeped out by my doll collection, oh, especially the more realistic looking ones. It even gives me chills. Being too young to know of the Rifleman, I didn't know who Chuck Connors was, and it doesn't matter because he's scary as dot, dot, dot. There are jumps and moments of fridge horror sure to stick with you. This wasn't a movie I immediately rewatched, but I know when I do later, it'll be I will be able to look for little things that add to it. Throw in a copy of Dolls to keep the doll-phobic away or for that certain someone who just might let their toys have a movie night. <laughs> then try to sleep with Barbie while Barbie is watching you. Five stars. Hmm. This guy sounds like a creep. I don't know if that's a guy or a girl, but Jesus Doll Christ. He's huh? the, that's fucking creepy. Eesh. Yeah. From Pumpkin Toss. Pumpkin Toss. I Pumpkin like Toss. Personally, I felt the most, for the most part, that this movie was highly entertained. And yes, I will watch it again. Spoiler alert. The following information about this film may help you decide if this movie is right for you. One. Throughout this movie, mannequin jaws will drop and scream seeing when there is a problem. <laughs> Two, a girl is knocked unconscious by mannequins falling on top of her. They move on their own. <laughs> Three, while two victims try to escape, they witness the killer with a childlike mask wig on playing with a doll. While surrounded by mannequins' wax figures, the victims make a noise and the killer talks to himself as the surrounding figures. Then he investigates the noise. The two victims realize that he's coming, so they pause like mannequins not to be seen. They were surrounded by several figures. So this person's ruining the movie. <laughs> Their five-star review is just a ruining of the Most movie. of them are like, four, one female victim who resembles the killer's dead wife is forced to wear a mask, looks like his wife, and is then killed by the killer. Five, one of the female victims is shot by several wax figures. What is going on? Five stars. <laughs> and those are supposed to help you decide if you want to see the movie or not. Fuck that guy. This is, this is the weirdest, stupidest review. <laughs> one of the stupidest. Like, that is a, that's one of our worst reviews. Who yeah. was that? Pumpkin Toss. That was Pumpkin Toss. Yeah, go Toss that up your ass. Jesus. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, that was Pumpkin Toss. Uh, 
from Jason. I love this movie, but it's clearly not for everyone. I shared it with my father, thinking he would enjoy it, as he was, dis- but he was disgusted by the film because of the way Mr. Slauson or the actor Chuck Connors was portrayed. <laughs> Apparently, it smeared the image he had of the actor prior to this film. Oh, the Five rif- stars. The rifleman went sleazy. <laughs> scary. From a customer. I haven't yet had the pleasure. Please see this film. Much the same as... The superb Phantasm, released the year before, Tourist Trap leaves logic behind in favor for creativity and vision, and the results are classic. He's, Five star. He does have the, that's right. Logic was. Yeah, that's where we really like, <laughs> don't give a shit about logic. Nailed it there. Uh, from Straubing. Straubing. Yeah. Fun zombie magic witch caper. Five stars. Not really. Yeah, I was like, what? Are you even talking about the same movie? Wrong movie. Yeah. Um... Keith H., I'm afraid to watch. I'll never go to another museum again. Five stars. <laughs> I'll never go to any museum. museum. Not a history museum, an art museum. Just no, no. Fuck art and culture. Yeah, fuck it. Thanks a lot, tourist <laughs> trap. From Jeremy Botcher, this had to be one of the creepiest movies ever. Forget garbage like Scream, and I know what you did last summer. This is real horror. Five stars. Real PG horror. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> two more five stars uh, from Ray Castan- Castantino a rare horror gem of uncommon power a backroads tourist trap lures native naive teenagers to a sense of safety and suddenly Lucas McMahon jumps out from the shadows and fire and fire his rifle away oh yes Mark was in trouble again this is one of those movies where the hot chick always gets it before you've gotten to confirm whether the poor girl was cold or not if not for the nice, gory approach and the demented performance of Chuck Connors, I would say this movie was a waste of film. Five stars. What the fuck is this person talking about? I don't about? understand. I don't know who Lucas McMahon is, unless that's the name of a Chuck Connors character from another movie. Right. And who the fuck is Mark in trouble? And why is he in trouble? There's no Mark in this movie. There, I don't... And talking about the hot chick gets before you can confirm if she was hot or cold? I don't what? understand. This guy is, like, on drugs or something. I, Someone's got, like, dyslexia kind of th- spilling out onto this. fucking Instead weird. Instead of reading it funny, he's writing it funny. Yeah. Uh, last five-star review from Michael Sue, H-S-U. So, yeah, like, who's, I know. I, I want to make sure I don't Might be related to Indomitian Sue. His name's Michael, though. <laughs> yeah, but Indomitian Sue is just S-U. There's no oh, H in Well, whatever. Actually, it might be S-U-H. I think it's S-U-H. Anyway, so although there is no female nudity in this movie, it still has Tanya Roberts in it wearing skimpy clothing, hence the five-star rating. All right. <laughs> five stars. That I can get behind. There you go. Uh, the last three I wrote, I, ch- I want to check for uh, – these aren't five. These are one-star reviews because I was, because there were several pages of these, too. Like I wanted huh. to see. like So there was a – So like, there was, people either loved it or they hated yeah, it. Yeah, there were ten pages of five stars and like six pages of one-star reviews. Not much in between? Yeah, not there's I, I think there's more four stars, but the not two, a lot and, of two and three was yeah. very yeah not much. So from Duquesne Fabrice, Fabrice, these are one stars. I am the ultimate horror movie fan. I like all styles really. Here, don't think you'll be afraid. Don't think you'll see huge graphics or special effects or blood or slashers. No, the story is as simple as possible. Five teens in the desert, one farmer to cross their path. It seems one thousand times deja vu, and it is. But here you'll never be afraid. Music is very poor. Graphics are terrible. Actors are not good. The bad, which is not bad, which I don't get that. The bad is not bad. Uh, and plays very, very bad. All scenes in 
Can the frightening lose effect? It's 90 minutes long, but seems 120 minutes. <laughs> Rhythm is very, very slow, especially the last 30 minutes. As far as the story is concerned, I won't spoil anything, but you understand all the t- thing. You'll understand all the thing after 30 minutes. Really, I don't get why this movie has four star average. Really, I find nothing can save the Titanic. All things fall <laughs> apart from the story to the acting. From the music to the graphics, nothing to my eyes is a success. Ah, yes, there are two ravishing women in the movie. That makes the movie watchable. One star. One star for (laughs) For, the ladies. For Eileen and and Becky. One star for the ladies. Last two. This one's short. April S. Ordered the R-rated version, but received the PG version. I only wrote that down because, April, you're a moron. Because there is no (laughs) No R-rated version. version. So I don't know what you thought you ordered. There is no R-rated version. (laughs) Um, And from Aaron Dean... I can understand people loving bad movies or being scared of bad movies. I will begrudge no one their cult movies. I am not, I'm just not on the bandwagon on this one. Chuck Connors will always be George Moore, uh, George Moore from Roots. So apparently he was in Roots. Yeah. He's about as scary as Elmer Fudd. <laughs> the mannequins <laughs> were not scary. And what was with the telekinesis? So weird and dumb without an ounce of suspense. The killer looked like a bad drag version of Leatherface, but much less scary. That's funny. One star. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that <laughs> that that's gonna wrap us up for this week. Let's so let's final let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. Final final recommendations here. What we got? It All this right. Week, well, this uh, this movie, I I didn't know what to expect. It was 1979. I did watch the trailer first, on, which we have posted on our Facebook page. And it seemed like it was just one of those very last throwouts to a grindhouse-style film. Uh, at least that's what the trailer kind of portrayed. But when I watched it, it seems like it was trying to piggyback a lot off of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or that weird kind of vibe yeah. of being out and alone in some, you know, buddy's house. Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're definitely very, videos. like... There's, there's some similarities. Texas Chainsaw But, I mean, there was vibe. no... It kind of what that guy said. That there's very little build of suspense right off the bat. We kill one of the main characters. There's not, and it's unexplainable, weird crap happening, and we never get anything explained. And we just, it's so fucking bizarre. Uh, I'm gonna say it's so bad it's scary. So bad it's scary. I did not enjoy. I mean, it was interesting at times. I don't know. It wasn't really interesting. I was just like, what? What is happening? Why? Don't, there's so many things that so many things that were confusing. I just and there's there wasn't enough gore to make up for it. Yeah, there wasn't boobies to make up for it. There wasn't any like that weird cracker scene was kind of funny, <laughs> but I mean that was hardly enough. It wasn't enough of that kind of stuff. So so bad it's scary. Okay, um, I I again I was I'm on the fence with this one, and for pretty much all the reasons you said are my, on my negatives, my cons, um, but on the positives, I again try looking at this from okay. From 1979 perspective, what you know, not from modern day, can't compare it to modern day. I'm like, okay, times are different. This probably may have been much more scary back then, but um, I mean, the whole doll mannequins coming to life that that's creepy. Oh. And I mean, it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, it's creepy at the same time. Um, the screaming mannequin heads, just like the, and then of course, the plaster face, the, the girl getting plastered that that's the scariest scene in the movie. So, I mean, I did enjoy that. Um, so the acting, I didn't think it was that bad. I think Tanya Roberts and, and Connors did fine. Yeah, Chuck Connors wasn't that bad. Um, no. It's just, but yeah, there's so many logic holes. And so like, what the fuck? And like how, and I know it's low, but it was low budget and it was, the time was made. So I'm really on the fence. Like, cause it, 
I don't know if they want to say if it's so bad, it's good, that's worth writing, but I don't know if it's that bad either. It just kind of, to me, it's just in this gray zone. So you're like the thermometer score. You're right there on the fence. You're yeah, right but I, so gun to your head. What are you? What are you gonna say? Gun to my head. Uh, Rifleman's got a rifle right at your head here. <laughs> Old Chuck Connors has oh. got you dead to rights. You got to answer. <sighs> so bad, it's uh. Scary. All right. Ah, uh, barely though. I'm I'm still gonna say there, there are some redeeming things about this movie, but just it's so weird and does there's so many parts that don't make sense that I it pushes just barely over the line and just just so bad it's scary for me. Uh, I wasn't that close. Yeah, I was, I was hoping yeah. we find one we we would be split on again, but I just it was just I had to you know that's it. So well, you you have integrity. You went with your honest opinion. So there you yeah. go. Um, we keep it integral here. We yeah. keep integrity. I'm not gonna say. I know. I'm not gonna, you know, say something I don't mean. You gotta be honest. You gotta be honest with the people. We do whore out for other things, though. <laughs> yes, we will whore out for other things. Sponsors, we will whore out for you. If any sponsors, <laughs> want. anybody want to give us anything, we will whore, whore out, out big time. <laughs> All right, we will always give you our honest opinion about these movies. Yes. All right, so that wraps us up. Remember, check out our Facebook page. Check us out on our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. We are blowing up on Instagram. Instagram, too. horrible really, horror podcast yeah. on Instagram. We're also at so bad scary on Twitter. Uh, you can download and listen to the show off our website. You can also get it at horriblehorror.podbean.com. And, of course, you can get us on iTunes. So uh, if you, you know, get on iTunes, subscribe, give us five stars if you enjoy the show. Please don't be a dick and give us one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you have comments, questions, suggestions, anything you want to know, anything you want to say to us, you can always reach out to us for our web email through our website. Uh, you can Twitter us. You can Facebook us. Just, Any social media contact, we, yeah. we got our fingers in if those pies. If you think you have a movie that's so bad, that's scary, that you think that you can get us with, that you, you want to torture us, feel free to let us know, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take try it. to look it up. We'll and take it all. We'll take it all. <laughs> 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 all right, so that's going to do it for us. In the meantime, We'll be back next week. In the meantime, watch more horror movies. Thank you, Moon Goons. Peace out. <laughs>